With me on the huddle, we've got Hayden Munro, former Labour campaign manager now with uh, Capital Government Relations, and Phil O'Reilly, former Chief Executive at Business New Zealand. Hi, you two. There you go. Hey. Well, Hayden, I was expecting just a, a simple request for some anti-crime measures, and then we got a got a structural analysis of what's going wrong. But I mean, it's a fair point, isn't it? If, do you know what? Do you know what I took from that? I took from talking to Kate that this government cannot win either way. It's not. It's not. It's not pleasing people on the left, and it's not pleasing people on the right on this. Is that fair? Yeah, well, a couple of things. I think the first is, yeah, Kate was, I thought, pretty amazing. If she ever want, wants to run for office, um, she should get out and uh, sing out, give me a bell, I'd run her campaign. She was brilliant. Look, on, <laughs> on this issue, I think I think um, on the substance, there's, there's two things to cover off. The first is actually child poverty and youth crime are both trending down. 65,000 kids have been lifted out of poverty under this government. This problem, RAM raids, is actually, I think, much more about social media and, and it's almost been a viral trend. Instead of doing a TikTok dance, you knock over a clothing store with a car. I think it's good the government's done a quick package or you know, trying to trying to get something announced. In a perfect world they would have had all the detail before they went out and announced that, but I I you know, I'll give them a bit of slack because it's um it's happening quickly. More importantly though, I think the government has a long term problem around crime. They do need to do more. They've lost the politics on this. I think mm-hmm. they um, really need to get back on the front foot. Announcing more cops is a good start, but it won't turn everything around for them. Yeah, see, Phil, there was a lot of good stuff in that package, and then they stuffed it up by not having detail on ram raids. It's not that hard to come up with a plan, is it? Well, I think I think Hayden's right. I think they've lost the narrative on this, and, and what you saw really was a very knee-jerk sort of whack-a-mole piece of policy making on Sunday where they say, oh, yeah, uh, by the way, that, that funding package that will have been agreed months ago, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, it's for ram raids too now. And, and so the, the point is they lost the plot a while ago when our central cities evidently became less safe. I mean, I'm in central city Auckland right now. The word on the street is it's just not safe out there, and that's what the public feels. So ram raids is kind of interesting, and that's the latest one. But this has been going on for some time, and that's why I think the, the government really is, is losing it. And I think they're having a bit of a panic, and they're saying, well, look, let's, uh, let's just announce something. It, was, it spoke volumes when, when they were asked, have they actually spoken to any small businesses yet? They said no. Well, what that means is they've announced something in the hope that it will calm down people and placate people, then they can go off and kind of retrofit some stuff. And, and uh, I just don't think that's the right option. Look, I've done child poverty work for, for a long, long time, as you well know. And what Kate was saying is all absolutely correct. But here's the other thing. You simply can't commit crimes. Sorry about that. If you commit crimes, you're going to go to jail. There's a long-term thing, a piece of work that the government needs to do, and that we all need to do, of course. But this is a short-term issue, and the government needs to get on top of it, because otherwise they'll wear it literally. Hayden, you know, um, there was a time where the, the, this Labor government could have made an announcement like that and got away with the lack of detail and stuff, but something's changed, doesn't it, in, in, in people's tolerance for it. What's going on? Yeah, I think there's a couple of things. The first is, you know, we're still in a, in a really in the age of television. And the images of Ram Raids are such compelling TV that, of course, they've led the the six o'clock news night after night after night. So even though you're in an environment where youth crime is actually dropping, it feels to people because they can see these powerful images. It, it, it um, puts it it's right definitely a spike, in people's though. faces. 
it's not the trend, but it's a spike. It's it's absolutely a spike, but but that's kind of the point I'm making, is that because the spike is is so sudden, it's so dramatic, I don't think you can kind of get away with, look, we'll we'll do something about it. But the images are sudden, people want to see a sudden response. But that doesn't take away from the fact that youth crime is actually dropping, and I think that's that's what's so hard for the government, is actually the problem is on the whole, getting better. But right now, it doesn't feel that way. Yeah, Is that what's going on here, Phil? Or is it actually that people have soured a little bit and caught up on this government's, the way that they govern by press release? And actually, it just, we're, too, we're smartened up to it. We're wised up to it now. Well, I think that's right. And in the same day you see that announcement, you see, you know, I feel a bit sorry for Carmel Cipollone. Carmel Cipollone announcing that she'd spent, uh, well, it came out that she spent something like $800,000, a complete fail. <laughs> On, on young kids going through um, going through career courses, so yeah. and I and I feel sorry about it because actually that was probably a very sensible idea that just didn't work. But th- that's the problem you face when when you start to get a reputation for policy by public announcement and nothing much happens as a result of that. And there's lots of them going on. Well, the public, well, show us the money, show us show yeah. us what's really happening here, guys. And I think I think they're running up against some of that. They, they you know show, show us the colour of what you're actually going to do, and then we might believe you. And of course. In this case, youth crime may or may not be going down. That's not what the public feels. And yeah. crime is one of those things where statistics are one thing. If you don't feel safe leaving, and if you're a small business person, you don't feel safe locking your shop up at night, that's the worst possible thing. It's very corrosive yeah. to support the government. So you're back with a huddle, Phil O'Reilly, Hayden Munro. Phil, there's a bit of talk that the government is going to extend that public transport subsidy, the half-price fares, uh, indefinitely. If they do that, right, and the leak has come out deliberately so we can say, let's say this is in the bag. If they do that, do they have to keep the tax cut on petrol going? Well, actually, they should do neither. Uh, as a matter of fact, the, the idea of putting a half, putting halving public transport is just a dumb idea in a public policy sense because lots of well-off Wellington bureaucrats will take a half-price bus. If you're going to subsidise public transport, you should really be thinking about where you can target that best. Do you target it towards people who can't afford transport? Do you target it towards the best climate change impact instead of just saying, oh, well, let's just chuck a whole bunch of money around because everybody will feel good? That'll be absolutely captured by those who otherwise can afford to do public transport. Government shouldn't do it. And with regard to the fuel tax issue, I can see why the government did it in a practical sense. But at the end of the day, the whole idea of that excise tax is to pay for new roads and new transport infrastructure, which is also going to help climate change. So, you know, the government can't have it both ways. They can't say, oh, what we're going to do is is get hard and fast on climate change because that'll be in the budget. But at the same time, what we're going to do is make it easier and cheaper to drive on roads. So you just can't do it that way. And I think they're into a bit of a, a, a bit of a muddle of the politics around this. Would you agree with that, Hayden? No, I don't think that's quite right. So I'll, I'll take the two points in order. So the first is on, on public transport. I think Phil would be right if that was the only policy you could do around public transport. I, th- I think actually making it cheaper does drive more people to use it. And we see that because 30% there's been a 30% increase since they um, cut the prices. So more people are using it, which is good. But I think the other thing, Phil is right in the broader sense, they also need to be investing in more public transport. It needs to be easier for people to access it. It needs to be more reliable, You need more, you know, especially in Auckland, more, more buses that come more frequently. On the fuel tax, you know, the government said when they made those cuts, they'd review it in three months. Since then, the global fuel price is actually about where it was when they first made the cut. So I, I think in, while we're in the kind of middle of this inflation issue, I think the government politically would be very smart to keep that 
keep that cut going. If, if it was good enough to cut it when the price was when it was in March, it should be good enough to keep it off when it is now. And I take the point about needing more investment, but you know that if, if we really want those other transport costs, you can pay for them other ways. Hey, Phil, just very quickly, how would you feel about somebody letting down the tyres of your car, whether it's a SUV or a huge, or a BMW, because they don't like the, the, the gas-guzzling aspect of it? You, you just hold your head, don't they? I mean, just, you just hold your head with that kind of behaviour. I mean, what's going to, it's just going to drive people against climate change when you see that kind of stupidity and puerile sort of behaviour. Why don't we have a proper debate about this rather than some some spoonhead letting down your tyres. And, you know, uh, just, it's just offensive behaviour and it's just pointless Hayden, and puerile and stupid. Phil has nailed it, right? It's just going to make... It's going gonna, it's gonna to backfire spectacularly. People are just not going to listen to this. Yeah, absolutely. It's absolute knucklehead stuff. I wouldn't be surprised if it came out that these people actually work for a big oil company trying to turn the public against climate change action. It's uh, <laughs> absolute idiots, whoever's doing it. That's super conspiratorial. We've got nothing to base it on, guys. Thank you. Hayden Munro and Phil O'Reilly are huddled this evening.